Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Strike Opposed Photo Booths podcast. This is Jim, the tech manager, coming to you from the secret location under the train station. Before we begin this week, I want to say congratulations to Jessica for sending in an email uh, from last week's episode. She won the Tom Ang book, Digital Photography Essentials, uh, from Amazon. Great book. So congratulations again, Jessica. And just a reminder to everybody, if you have a question, comment, thought, anything, go ahead and send us a note at podcast at sappb.com. Again, that's podcast at sappb.com. Now this week, we're going to talk about a 72-hour event checklist. And this is something that you can download on the uh, episode description on our site. Uh, There'll be a link to a PDF of this. But this is something that everyone should have, is a checklist before an event. And I like to call it a 72-hour checklist because basically when you're dealing with computers, you want to give some lead time for the Microsoft Windows operating system. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. The whole point of having a checklist is to make sure that you are prepared for your event. And preparation is really 90% of succeeding at an event. And ill preparation, of course, means that you're going to get caught off guard, caught unprepared if something comes up, and that can make the difference between a successful event or having to close down and refund. And we don't want to do that. So a checklist will greatly enhance not only your chances of success, but also your familiarity with the booth and your equipment. And this kind of ties into our very first episode about developing routines. Um, A checklist will help you develop a routine and getting ready. So the first thing, uh, before you even get to the checklist, if you have not watched the training videos or you haven't completed them, strongly suggest that you do that. Or if it's been a while, if you haven't seen the videos in some time, uh, go ahead and check back and rewatch them again. Get re-familiar with the things that you already know and introduce you to some of the newer uh, features in the videos. All right, one of the things that we need to do for a 72-hour 72 checklist. And number one is we need to check for updates. And this is primarily for Windows. Microsoft has a fantastic habit of springing updates out. Uh, but the nice thing is, is Tuesdays are usually update Tuesdays. So we're going to begin our 72-hour checklist uh, with Wednesday. And this is assuming that you have an event like Friday night. So what you want to do is fire up the computer every Wednesday. Make sure it's connected to the internet. Once it's up, go ahead and click on the Windows logo in the taskbar. Uh, When the Start menu pops up, there'll be some icons on the left side, and you're going to want to click on the gear icon. This will give you a settings window that pops up. Last button in the uh, settings window is updates and security. Click on that. When that comes up, at the very top, you'll see a button that says check for updates. Go ahead and press that and let the magic happen. What's going to happen is is Windows is going to go out and check with Microsoft and see if there's any updates. At this point, you can walk away. Let this run all afternoon. So if you uh, have a day job, do this right away in the morning and then just walk away and let it go. Important thing is give it plenty of time. Some of these updates are massive. Some of the downloads are very slow. And that can have anything to do with the amount of traffic hitting the Microsoft servers or your internet connection, any number of things. So giving it many hours to do this, in the evening you come back and you check, and a couple things are going to have an option of showing up. Number one 
is there's going to be that same screen that you left and it's going to have a button that says restart now if you see that go ahead and click restart now it's going to begin the second phase of the update process which is actually the preparation and installation now for smaller updates it may install them and reboot on its own at which case when you come back you'll either see a blank windows desktop or you'll come back to the update screen and instead of restart now it'll just say check for updates again and then at the top it'll give the date and time that it last did that which would have been in the morning that means you're done so if it does say restart now go ahead and restart go ahead and go do your thing in the evening uh, some of these things can take up to two hours two and a half hours some of them take 10 minutes it depends on the update now the reason we do this is because we want to make sure a not only has it downloaded updates which can slow down the booth if you're at an event and you're connected to Wi-Fi it can also download uh, an event and not in or I'm sorry download an update and not install and then when you go to event get set up after about 10 or 15 minutes it will decide oh I have these updates that have been waiting uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and install them since they've been downloaded and that's gonna slow your event down and freeze up your computer so this is the number one thing on the checklist is check for Windows updates. Uh, if you have weekend events, do this every Wednesday morning. Now, once you get past that, of course, you're going to want to start checking out the event in Darkroom. And step two for the checklist, I would call event verification. And that is quite simply, when you open up Darkroom, along the left side, you have your events list. Make sure you have the upcoming event highlighted and ready to go. A lot of times people might accidentally click on a different event and then you have a different template, different settings. Um, and if you have attendants who aren't really familiar with what's going on, it might cause them to panic. So basically what we want to do is make sure we just have the correct event. Uh, make sure that your templates and settings are exactly as you want. Once you have that done, we're going to go on to the next step. Supplies. Do you have enough paper and ribbon? Do you have your props? Do you have your chairs? All these things should be somewhere ready to go. And that could be the garage, could be a utility room, uh, even in the living room. Sometimes it's better to have to walk around stuff knowing that it's ready to go than to wait till last minute looking for things to try and load it up and get it all together. Now, especially with the paper and ribbon, you want to make sure that you have enough to get through an event. So uh, if it's a four-hour event, I would say have two rolls of paper, two rolls of ribbon on the standby. That is just in case something happens to one of them or if it's extra busy, a lot of reprints, things like that. Because again, you don't want something so small as a paper supply to cause you from finishing an event successfully. Again, anything else that goes with the booth, any kind of supplies, get them all together. Pick a centralized spot somewhere in the house where they're going to be kept so you know where to go to load them up and you'll be able to tell when something's missing and that'll just make it much easier for you to uh, keep everything together and show up on site for the event with everything that you need all right so the next step we're going to check equipment checking your equipment like any kind of uh, outing is terribly important so to check the equipment what you're going to want to do is basically do a couple of practice sessions so you have everything together you have your event set up, you have the correct templates, everything is ready to rock, go ahead and do a test. Now, the biggest thing we're going to test is make sure that darkroom is functioning, that the printer is ready to go, and that your lights work. Now, a lot of homes don't really have room to set up a canopy unless you're out in the garage or you can do it in the yard, uh, weather permitting. 
So if you can't set up the canopy, what you at least want to do is run a couple test sessions with uh, Darkroom and make sure that it takes the pictures, the templates are printing out, and everything looks the way you wanted. And then uh, take whatever light units that you're going to use and go ahead and just plug them in and make sure that all the bulbs are working and the sockets are working and so on. So again, if you can't set up the canopy, you can still take the four light unit, plug it in, make sure that that is working. If you are doing an open booth, same thing. Um, you know, make sure that should be in supplies. You should have your backdrop and your stands and everything ready to go. Take your lights, put the bulbs in there, and just plug each one in. Make sure everything is working, because if a bulb does not come on, then go ahead and swap it out with another one. Try that bulb in another um, socket, and just make sure everything's working. It's not a bulb, it's not a socket, but at least you'll know going in what you have to address. And again, with 72 hours, when you start doing this, it should give you enough time to uh, find a solution rather than deal with a last minute issue. Now, once you have everything tested, uh, go ahead and get it all back together and in the pile of supplies, ready to go. And you can check that off of your list. The next step is once we've got all this done, um, and this could be the most important because this is really the crucial piece, is verify your emergency kit. And I'm gonna preface this with, if you have not put together your emergency kit, please do so. Uh, previous episode, we talked about uh, putting together an emergency kit. That episode description, we have a download link to a PDF that specifically lists what you should have in your emergency kit. If you haven't put it together, put it together. If you have put it together, excellent. Now let's make sure it is with the booth. Make sure it's nearby or in the booth, uh, however you have it packaged up. You want this with you at all times. So just make sure that you have that and that everything is in it. And uh, you know, if you need extra tape, go ahead and get some extra tape put in there, but make sure that's all prepped and ready to go. Next thing you're gonna wanna check off the list is any spares or backup items. And this could be a number of things. Could be extra ribbons and paper. Could be uh, an extra printer, camera, just some extra cables. I mean, it really depends on where you have grown as far as what you're going to use for backups. Uh, do you have uh, backup equipment and so on? Test that, make sure that it works, and also make sure that you have it available and ready to go. So again, that could be stacked with the supplies and make sure everything works. Now, once you basically have your items checked out, You've gone through the booth, everything's working properly, the software is set correctly, so you're basically ready to just start it up, hit start booth and go. The next thing you're gonna to wanna to do is contact the venue. Confirm the details. This is really important because I've mentioned a few times before, venues uh, can change things on you in a heartbeat. At least 48 hours before the event, you should give the venue a call and make sure that everything is understood. Where you're going to have the booth, what kind of lighting, verify the outlet placements or power needs, uh, if you're gonna be outdoors, things like that. Basically, anything that you can verify with them, go ahead and do so. And if that includes traffic flow, how many people are gonna be around, you know, what kind of a crowd, are you gonna have enough room to operate, is it gonna be tight? Just make sure all of that's understood, especially because when you, some of these venues, the bigger ones, you're going to talk to one person one day and uh, two weeks later or so when things are set up, it's going to be somebody else handling it. So just making sure that everyone is on the same page as you are 
and everyone understands how this is going to work out it is going to be extremely beneficial. And again, if you do it a couple days beforehand, now you have time to have conversations, uh, work things out, make some changes, uh, things like that, rather than show up and have it sprung on you, which is not ideal in any circumstance. And then the next thing we're going to do is contact the customer. Same thing, verify all of the details, everything that you understood, everything that you have written down, uh, anything in the contract, anything at all. Verify the details. Again, so there are no questions, no suppositions, nothing that you need to figure out when the event comes. Because uh, there's really nothing worse than having a misunderstanding and just at the start of an event, uh, your customer asks you, why aren't we doing this? Not, uh, not a great situation to be in. So verifying with the customer everything that is going to be taking place and expectations, again, locks it in, takes that off your shoulders. All right, and the last thing we're going to talk about is making sure that you have information. All of the pertinent information that's going to be important to you, have it with you written down. And I say written down because while we have iPhones and iPads and all manner of electronic methods of making notes and, um, you know, keeping little bits of information. All it takes is for one phone failure and all your info is gone. I like posty notes. I like notebooks. I like things that are hard copy, particularly when they are in an emergency classification. And by that, I mean things like Darkroom's uh, email address for support after hours and weekend. If you have a licensing issue, if your license corrupts or deregisters, you can email them and with a phone number, they will call you back uh, within a few minutes and give you a temporary number to get through the event until the uh, following Monday when things will be corrected. Uh, the support site address, our web address for our support articles, uh, your darkroom license key. It is on the back of the computer. I would suggest taking a postie and writing it on the postie so that if you do have to enter it in, you can take the postie to the front of the computer and do that and not have to go back and forth. And also this might include phone numbers of people that you may need to contact to help you out. So if you have an IT person that you generally use, you should have their number. Uh, if there's somebody who uh, is able to go pick something up for you, make sure you have their number. So just have all of this stuff written down and you can call your, your checklist resource notebook, however you want to put it together. I just really do recommend putting it together. Don't rely on putting things in the phone putting things on the computer itself, have as much hard copy as you can. And at the end of your checklist, make sure that you have those little bits and pieces of paper. And even if you need a list of what those pieces of paper are, go ahead and make that too. And that's really all there is to it for a checklist. These don't seem like grand things. They seem like common sense things, but a lot of people uh, just you know miss one or two of these things. And especially when you get busy and you've got five events coming in the next two weeks, having this checklist is going to uh, really just make you feel much more comfortable going into that kind of a rush of business. Now, again, uh, there's a link in the episode description on our podcast site that you can download this particular checklist, print it out and have it with you. Put it in the booth, tape it right on the inside door, and uh, you know, run through it every single time you get ready. Now, this is to say that if you have three events this weekend, obviously you're not going to do this process three times because 72 hours before the first event, you should be prepped and ready to go for the other two. You know, modify as needed. 
and uh, get the most mileage out of it that you can. So that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Darkroom and just that uh, rather than a feature, I'm going to encourage everyone to really spend some time in the template editor. Uh, there will be at some point a minor video, very basic uh, training video coming out, uh, going over how to work with graphic editors like uh, Photoshop, GIMP, things like that. But those are sort of a outlying means to an end. Really, the magic happens in the editor. And I just recommend that folks uh, watch the training videos on the editor. If you feel good with it, spend some time in there doing just some nonsense work. Really just kind of stretch your arms out, flex everything, understand what will happen if you try this. What if I try that? What about this kind of image? Uh, adding artwork. What does this button do? There are some things in there that you know we can't be extremely thorough on every video. Check a box off and see what the difference is between checked and not checked in certain properties. Basically, really just get to know it because, again, the template editor is where you are going to absolutely break free from your competition. Uh, the more individualized and stylized you can make your own templates, it just sets you further apart from everybody else who's out there buying them online and uh, using the stock ones so you know it's all for you and uh, it can be fun it can be fun you know being creative always kind of lifts you up a little bit so give it a go and before i leave i'm gonna say once again write us we love to hear from you we love the emails coming in thank you thank you to the listeners uh we've had a hundred so far uh individuals uh check us out and thank you for that awesome Reach us at podcast at sappb.com and let us know what's on your mind. Give us some uh, things you might want to hear about down the road. Uh, have some questions you want to have answered. We're here for you. So until next week, everyone, happy boothing. This is Jim. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>